When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Tuesday. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. We are streaming live at MyTalk 1071. Dot com and doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Good morning to you. And we like to start every show with three things we think you need to hear so you can be in the know. We call it the three at 1203. Give me three. You get it. It's the three. I need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so this, I promise you, this story is going to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Listen to this couple talking about their cat, Winston, who went missing 15 years ago. It was a massive shock. I I really didn't think I'd ever see him again. You get strange phone calls, and I thought, this can't possibly be, but... um... Uh, when they said the cat is Winston, how could they possibly know the cat was Winston? So they said, well, this must be true. They found the cat. 15 years later, 35 miles from their home, they found the cat. Somebody brought it to a vet, and the cat had been microchipped. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder if it had a microchip. It did, and they contacted the family. <laughs> 15 years. That cat is probably on death's door, No. I, you know, he looks, I, mean, I don't cats know. cats don't usually live over 15. He right? looks, you know, I don't know. He's a black cat. He doesn't have any gray hair. He looks. <laughs> I don't know that ca- the I don't cats think, I don't get know. gray hair. I don't know. I have a gray I cat. He already has gray hair. But um, he just, he looks adorable and he looks happy. Probably happy to be home. Oh, I'm sure. He doesn't look like super old. Cats live forever, you know. Yeah, but not really. They actually do die. Well, eventually. Yeah. But, like, it's not uncommon for a cat to live to 17, 20. So, he's... 20? That might be stretching it a little bit. I think 20 is, you know, for a well-loved, cared-for cat. Well, was it well-cared-for for 15 it years? It appears to be. I mean, it doesn't look, you know, dead. So <laughs> Well, that's... <laughs> That's all we're shooting for most days. Anyway, that gives me hope. So those of you who worry about your cats, you know, wandering off, Winston came back 15 years later. Congrats, Winston. Congratulations. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. Okay, so one of the, like, kind of funny nuggets of of, uh, stories from the Golden Globes was this moment where allegedly... Uh, well, no, it actually happened. Mariah Carey sat down in Meryl Streep's empty seat. 
And she was sitting next to Steven Spielberg. And the rumor was Meryl Streep came back. Mariah Carey tweeted about it. And she said that Meryl Streep was totally fine with it. She felt awful, blah, blah, blah. Well, Meryl Streep was on Jimmy Kimmel and talked about that exact incident. I saw something that said Mariah Carey stole your seat. Is that true yeah. that that actually happened? Yeah. Bitch stole my seat. <laughs> And there she was, you know, next to Spielberg, sucking up. I see. Yeah. So I said, no, I said, I said, she said, oh, my God, they made me sit down because, you know, we were moving. They make you, you know, they say five, four, three, two, one, wherever you are, everybody has to drop to their, you know. Seat. It's like musical chairs in a way. Yeah, it kind of is. You were left out. <laughs> yeah, I was left out. But uh, I said, no, 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 stay there. And I said, I'll sit on your lap because, you know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Because she's got a big lap. Uh-huh. Okay. Don't you kind of want to see the picture of Meryl Streep sitting on Mariah Carey's lap? Yeah, I'm sure. Just, is there not one? Did we not get treated to such no, a No, because she didn't actually sit down on her lap. I don't think lap. she really did. I wish she would have, though. That would have been fantastic. Oh, by the way, slightly unrelated, but totally kind of related because it's at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Have you seen the picture of Dakota not fanning? Johnson. Dakota Johnson checking out... The reaction of Angelina Jolie while Jennifer Aniston is on stage. No. They caught a picture of her while Jennifer Aniston was on stage, and she's looking squarely at Angelina oh. Jolie as if to read her expression. Well, I do think it was a missed opportunity, as Holly had suggested. They they put those two on stage together. That would have been such a wonderful moment. I mean, that could have not made for a more perfect Me Too movement, movement, moment, movement, right. movement, um, you know, after, of course, Oprah's beautiful speech, if you had Jennifer and oh, and uh, Liz Taylor. Nope. Go up on Je- stage Liz together. Taylor was yeah. not. I think that would have been this. fabulous. Yeah. But can I also just say one other thing about what happens in the audience at the Golden Globes? Do you not want an alternate telecast that just shows the audience? Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I wonder if you could get such a stream somewhere. Or, I mean, really, you could just watch, right? Right. Because they show the audience. You're just not paying attention because you're looking at what whoever's yapping, they're trapping. But I want just the audience, yeah, be not awesome. the cutaways to the people on the on the stage. I would. That would be amazing. And here it is behind door number one. And we talked about her yesterday. We're talking about her today. Her name is Oprah. We'll be talking about her for a long time to come, I do believe. The word is that she's running for president in 2020. And uh, Gail this morning spoke on CBS This Morning about said rumor, specifically uh, in response to what Stedman said. That's uh, Oprah's longtime partner. Let's have a listen to how Gail, also a host on CBS This Morning, addressed the topic of Oprah running for president in 2020. It is a very interesting conversation that's happening right now. Isn't she about your first and second born children? Yes, yes. I thought that's what it was. So what about what Stedman said? Well, I I do think that's interesting because Stedman says that he thought the reporter said to him, would she make a good president? And he said, absolutely, she would. That's what that's how he interpreted the question, because this is a thing. Stedman would, would never so cavalierly say, absolutely, she would do it. It's up to the people. He would never do, th- do that. I got I got but emails Gail. from people yesterday. But wait, no, I got emails from people <laughs> yesterday that said, is Stedman being strategic or is he being supportive? He is nothing but supportive. He would never just throw it out there like that. What were you going to say? Well, Gail, I'm what? going to ask you the same tough question that I ask guests on this 
show. In fact, Stedman did say she would absolutely do it. It's up to the people. That's he, what he said. Yeah, he did say it is up to the people. But I'm telling you, his interpretation of the question was, would she, he thought she would, he thought the reporter was saying, would she be a good okay, president? Okay, is she considering it? Uh, no, I absolutely don't think that her position has changed. I don't. You know, I was up talking to her very late last night. I do think this, though, guys, I do think she's intrigued by the idea. I do think that. I also know that after years of watching the Oprah show, you always have the right to change your mind. I don't think at this point she is actually considering it. But listen, there are people who, are, who said they want to be her campaign manager, who want to uh, quit their jobs and campaign for her. She loves this country and would like to be of service in some way. But I don't think that she is actively for the record. That is a I don't that, think she's actively considering at this time. That is a change from what we heard in October. It's not a change from her, Jeff. That's a change from me. <laughs> it's not a change from her. So me, fair enough. Fair so enough. Me, oh my God, I love this conversation again. That's um, Gail talking about Oprah's the likelihood of Oprah running in 2020, and specifically in regard to what Stedman had said. And I love that the reporter called her out because. He did answer the question as it was posed by the reporter and to then go back and sort of change what you thought the question was, because a lot of, you know, a can of, of worms was open when right. when, uh, when I mean, really, it was Stedman saying that that really sort of launched this conversation. People were certainly suggesting, I mean, uh, what's his name even made fun of it at the beginning of the show uh, on Sunday night. But I think it was really Stedman and then some other sources close to Oprah who were suggesting there was a possibility she could run that launched this long conversation. But what Gail just did there in about a minute and 42 seconds was basically say she's running without actually saying say she's, she's running. running. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when you listen between the lines or when you hear. If it's no, you just say no. no. Move on. Next question. Yeah. But she's yeah. she continues to advance the conversation. Um, and there's a lot of double speak happening. I will tell you this. I thought this, this has, I've, this is the part that has always been, st I've been stuck on about Stedman's response is if the question was, will she run for president? And he said, yes, blah, blah, blah. It's up to the people. I thought that was such a weird, cause I thought to myself, well, it's up to the people if she gets elected, but she gets to choose to run. The yeah. people don't make that choice. Yeah. So I've always been I've been sort of trying to figure out what he meant by that. Yeah, I think he meant along. she's she would definitely be interested in running for president. The problem is in the United States, you have this thing where you're not supposed to act like you want to run until you're going to run. And you can't say you're going to run until you do run. And everybody knows that when you say things like I will not uh, run for president at this time, and that just means that today you're not running for president. But, but tomorrow, tomorrow you, you might. Well. I mean, Hillary Clinton did it. Uh, Donald Trump did it. Everybody who ran in 2000. Uh, or excuse me, oh my God, 2000, wouldn't that have been nice? 2000 and uh, where are we? We're in 18 now. So it was 2016. Mm -hmm. Everybody who ran in for 2016, you know, until they actually, and part of it is is uh, legality. Mm -hmm. Like part of it is once you say you're running for president, you then have to abide by a, a number of rules and regulations. Um, and you can't spend money on certain things. So I get why people do it. But in this particular case, Gail very likely could have just said, no, she's not running. She's flattered that people mm -hmm. think she should mm -hmm. move on. Although they're keeping that the conversation not, like alive. the fact that, you know, Gail was like, oh, yeah, we were up late last night. Talking means she's thinking about running.
Right. Why can't you just say Because they that? weren't swapping recipes, and then yeah. all of a sudden the conversation turned to the presidential race. The problem is, too, if she does say she's interested in running, people will start having the conversation about whether she should run. Not that they're not, but it would happen in a way that's more like the news would follow that story. People would begin to do reports on that. Like it would launch a certain, you know, by saying that that there's a likelihood she will run would require people to start doing things. And I think that's what keeps her from saying it because she doesn't want people, because if she is going to run, you don't want to run uh January 9th of 2018 right. for a, a contest that doesn't begin until, you know, probably sometime early in 2020 mm-hmm. or well, it's really going to happen this fall. But anyway, long story short is I think there's a lot of reasons that Gail did that and said those things, but the rest of us are like, yeah, okay, so you can say it, but we know what's really mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, and she's stoking the fire for yeah. sure. When we come back, we've got Elizabeth Reese with all the dirt straight from Hollywood right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. We can be creepers outside the stadium. <laughs> How can we be involved? Yeah, oh. maybe we should be down there just with the parties and everything. Yes. It's fun. It's a fun atmosphere. Come on, Jace. We can dress up as mascots. <laughs> sure. You can be the loon or well, a walleye. Gonna Who's going to be a walleye? What? Let, <laughs> let Dawn dress up like the, the, the walleye. What's Alexis going to be? What Lex would Prince. Be I'll be Prince. Hey, I want to be something cool. I don't want to be a walleye. <laughs> 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 How about fried walleye? Yeah. Like a fish stick. Tons of fish sticks. You should be a basket of fish sticks. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought the dirt alert straight from Hollywood here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Hi, Elizabeth. Well, hello, my little muffin tops. It is nice to be with you. Muffin, muffin tops. Part of the muffin. Isn't that this? It is the best part of the muffin. Where was I just over the weekend where you can order? Oh, at Fire Lake at um, Radisson Blue at Mall of America, you can order a a selection of just muffin tops. Interesting. I've I've already got my own. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, interesting. We like to eat them. We don't like to have them. I'm sucking mine in right now. Okay, let's talk uh, royal news. I've got a couple of fun little stories for you to start the afternoon. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are just charming the crowds during a little outing in London. And uh, they stopped by this radio station to see how it's positively influencing young people through training in radio and broadcasting. So they made a little visit in London. Yep. And people were just losing their minds, not surprisingly, and uh, had a great time. And there was a cute story of Meghan Markle, like hugging a woman who had just broken down in tears because she saw Meghan Markle and was so thrilled. And I'm sure that it is a little bit of like overwhelming and exciting Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. For Meghan Markle to be like, wow, this is my life. But she was just beaming with Prince Harry. It definitely is a different type of celebrity, right? It's a... It's a different type of celebrity because there's such an emotional cultural connection mm-hmm. and there's like and there's almost, you know, I mean, when you I relate everything to watching the crown. But, you know, when Queen Elizabeth talks about being the closest thing to God, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they are viewed as. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might not believe that as a red blooded American, but across the pond, mm-hmm. that's been built into the culture. Yeah, a very mm-hmm. special place. I know. Hard for I, mean, those I might not personally. No, I think we celebritize them. They... agree with that, right. but you know, that's neither here nor there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but it's fascinating. Nonetheless. Yes, it absolutely is. Okay. And then moving on to queen Elizabeth, this is a fun little story from people today, which I think since, um, Meghan Markle and Harry's engagement, we are seeing even more coverage in our entertainment headlines of the Royals, yeah. even more so than we saw with William and Kate and the excitement about them. Uh, but they're talking about Queen Elizabeth, that she is so brand loyal that she picks one thing and sticks to it. Uh, apparently, she relies on one shade of Essie nail polish for her nails. That's the only shade <laughs> she uses. She loves it. I don't know which one it is. Um, and there is a certain luggage brand that she's been traveling with since her honeymoon in 1947. And supposedly, she's used the same set. Wow. That's oh, amazing. Queen Elizabeth wears ballet slipper. It's a light translucent. Oh, pink. that's the one it is. Oh, yes. lovely, oh, Holly. You're did the it, best. Didn't we hear too? Like right before Christmas, there was a grocery store brand, um, like figgy pudding or whatever the whatever their English pudding thing was that she was gifting to the all of the staff. Oh, and it was like a grocery store. It wasn't like a higher end no, version. It's the thing that she loves. It's the thing she loves. The and that's what she gifts. Is called um Globetrotter is the brand. And according to its brand site, she uses the cases now that she purchased for her trip um, to Broadlands in Hampshire, England, and Burkhall Estate in Scotland when she was Princess Elizabeth in 1947, and wow. she's still using them. That's how things they should don't, be made, I was going to say, they don't people, make things like that anymore. People are not brand loyal anymore. They aren't? We're very price-conscious people. Interesting. Yeah. I'm total, there are certain things I'm brand loyal to. Like what? Like Toothpaste. What? Toothpaste? Yeah. What toothpaste? Like Crest. what? You only use Crest? You won't always. I buy really? whatever's cheaper. Oh, I always If like Crest. Colgate's cheaper than Crest, I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah detergent toothpaste no nope, uh, we're a tide family <laughs> i'm a dove family we're a sensodyne family see i mean isn't that yeah, that's fascinating like you have like i am brand but on other things i'll price shop so i'll make up for if it if there's like a yeah, legitimate elsewhere. difference in a product maybe i would you but know don't be you more love the idea of something? buying something that you will then have for 50 years no. like, i love that i yeah. wish that there were a I thing that, that you could do that, that with. just means i'm being controlled by conglomerates now you are, but yeah. no, I feel like you're like handmade artisan things. Oh, but that's totally different than like Crest. That's true. For example, yeah. like my mom gave me her KitchenAid mixer from 1982. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just used it. To yeah, make that's Bernie's a totally different. Cake. Right. That's a totally. But I don't different think they make them as well anymore. Same with like vacuums. Yeah. We had the same vacuum for like 30 years. Yeah, and what's happening now? You get one and it's toast in like three. Yes. <sighs> oh, the struggles. <laughs> 
Have you guys watched uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. I haven't, okay, but I haven't so watched it yet. It's all like, I mean, it's getting so much attention. It had a big win at the Golden Globes. And then, you know, it, this is how the universe works. Lori and Julia said to me yesterday in my dirt alert, you have to watch this. This That note was like a few hours after my sister had texted me, you have to watch this show. Here's a fun little fact. Um, so Rachel Brosnahan, who is the actress in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, it's Kate Spade's niece. Oh, get out. Designer Kate Spade. That is her niece. Yeah. It's a small world. I wonder if she gets unlimited purses. I would hope so. But that would be like. She can get coach purses too. Yeah. Did Kate Spade sell? Didn't they buy coach? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then I always was kind of confused by they had the men's line, Jack Spade, that was her husband was so involved Hmm. in and they still have, but her husband's name isn't Jack, it's Andy. And I That's thought, maybe why? they just thought Jack was a more. They thought it was like Kate and Jack, Andy. and I thought, why didn't you just go with the real name? Because then it totally lost all of the authenticity for me. Right. I don't know how you guys feel, but that's how I felt. Well, I hadn't examined my feelings, but now I. I'm, <laughs> and Andy Spade is the brother of David Spade. Get right out. Who's married to Kate Spade? Right. Good lord! It's a small world. It's like when you show up at Target and you always see your neighbors. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? I don't go to Target. I have everything delivered from Target. Oh my God, I so love Target. Fancy. I just have it delivered. It's Instacart. Oh, it's, you guys. I know. I, can't, I, can't, I cannot I trust Instacart. This I have is, tried. Um, it does not work for me. Why? Oh, I because get stuff I, delivered all the time. Because I always end up getting not what I want. Oh. And like when it comes to produce, I am letting somebody pick my produce. Okay, that's fair. I would just like to quickly hijack the dirt alert for this very important announcement. Yep. Target drive up is a game changer. Oh man, they're all doing the drive up. It's That's amazing. Really, that is a fantastic savings. Well, as long as they have their products in stock, I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Gail King, Oprah is intrigued by the idea of a presidential run. Yeah, that's as close to saying she's doing it as possible. She tried to say on CBS this morning that Stedman Graham misunderstood the question or that he was Bloop. kind of misquoted from the LA Times. I love that Nora O'Donnell really held Gail's feet to the fire, though, on CBS saying. He was quoted as saying she's absolutely into it. Yeah. Yeah. So is she or isn't that she? She would definitely do it. It's up to the people. It's up to the people. Right. I know. I, I think Stedman got himself into Honeygram got himself into some hot honeygram mm-hmm. water. Mm, yes. Uh Selena Gomez used to follow like three hundred people on Instagram. Now she only follows thirty seven. She unfollowed Demi Lovato. And a few others, you guys can read into that what you will. Sometimes you gotta get rid of the toxic. It's things. time to purge your Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what I have. Bye, friends. Thanks, Thanks Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth Reese is doing your next dirt alert at 520. You can catch her on Twin Cities Live on Channel 5 at 3 o'clock. And when we come back, we do need a caller for a 30-second pop culture challenge. We've got 30 seconds. We've got five questions. You could win a prize. 651 641 1071. 1071. Everything. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa! Entertainment. The radio home of people you'd want on your team for pop culture trivia night. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We've got 30 seconds to give you five questions and you could win a prize, but only at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Good morning. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? And what are they playing for? We've got Anne on the line, and Anne is playing for what today, Holly? A MyTalk1071 t-shirt. Awesome. Are you ready to go, Anne? I'm 
so ready. I was going to work through my lunch, but then I decided to run a Target, and now I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Perfect, Anne. Thank you. The timer will begin after we ask the first question. Here we go. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen played Michelle Tanner on what sitcom? Full House. What is the name of Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle website? Goop. Gigi and Bella Hadid are the daughters of what former Real Housewives star? Crap, I'm not a housewife person. Do you want to pass? I'll pass. Lisa Simpson plays what instrument? Saxophone. The character Marge Gunderson is the protagonist of what movie? Marge Gunderson. Oh, I don't know. I have to pass. Uh, we're back to Gigi and Bella Hadid. Oh, oh man. So close. Bummer. Not really, but... Thanks for playing. Thank you, so Thanks that for playing. She Have was, a great day. She was two questions away. All right. So Gigi and Bella Hadid are the daughters of what former Real Housewives star? Yolanda Foster. Yolanda, Foster. Yep. Sorry. Yolanda Foster Hadid. And the move, the character Marge Gunderson is the protagonist of what movie? Fargo. Oh, I just think I'm going to barf. That's our 30-second pop culture challenge. You can play that every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Now, we like to solve a good mystery here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, and we do that in the form of blind items supplied by our friend Holly. It's called Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. All right, so we're going to stick with the Golden Globes theme. I'm blinded by the item. So these Ooh. two blind items have to do with things that happened Sunday night at the Golden Globes. The first blind item is about a former singer turned actress. Okay. A former, former singer. singer. Turned actress. And so we're basically going to guess who this is, and you're going to hopefully tell us if we're onto something. That's right. Okay, former singer turned actress what? All right. The jealousy of this former singer turned actress is palpable. She should be grateful for her hit network show, but she wants to be the star and thinks everyone else is stealing her limelight. It is almost evil to watch this transformation. Her fellow cast should watch out for knives and backs. Okay, this has Catherine McPhee written all over it. Really? Is it not? Interesting. Oh, I think we're going to do one of these. Uh, really? Really, Catherine wow. McPhee? So what's the show now, Catherine McPhee's on? Like Scorpion. Scorpion or something on CBS? Yes. Now, this isn't a confirmed blind, Ina, but if you look in the comments oh. section, there is a name that comes okay. up over and over again, uh, and it's not Catherine McPhee. Interesting. Right, so former singer turn. Actress. Now, would this former singer have been like an A-list, B-list, C-list? Do we know? Uh, probably a B-list. A B-list singer. On a TV. Is This is a TV show, a network yes. TV show. She is currently on a massive hit TV show on a major network. Okay. Well, I don't watch network TV. May so. I ask, is it is it a reality show, a competition show? Uh, okay. So she's acting. Yes, it's scripted. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we ask the network? Yes. Can you tell us the network? NBC. On an NBC. I don't know what's yes. a hit on NBC. Show. It, it is one of the biggest shows on TV. It did win a Golden Globe for an actor. This is us? Mandy Moore. Oh! oh it was like the biggest show on TV is This Is Us. Geez. Yes. And they did win a Golden Globe. So, right. okay, tell me more. Let's go back and do it with Mandy Moore. Sure. <laughs> okay. I never thought I'd say those words. The jealousy of Mandy Moore is palpable. 
She should be grateful for her hit network show, This Is Us, but she wants to be the star and thinks everyone else is stealing her limelight. It's almost evil to watch Mandy Moore's transformation. Her fellow cast should watch out for knives and backs. Oh my gosh, that really disappoints me. Why? I mean, other than that would make her a bitch, but... Because it's an ensemble show, and she... I mean... It's not like she's not getting attention for being wonderful at that role. Right. And it's an ensemble show, and that never has... I'm going to use a double negative. That never has not been the case. What do you mean? It has always been the case. It has always been... That show was presented as an ensemble show. Well, she obviously doesn't feel as though it's an ensemble show, apparently. Mm. Anyway, interesting. Interesting. Again, this wasn't verified. It's just a blind Mm. item, so it's pure speculation. Shall we speculate on the next blind item? I wish we would. All right. This is also from the Golden Globes on Sunday night. Now we're concerned with a permanent A-list, mostly movie actor. Okay. A permanent A-list, mostly movie actor. Okay. Here we go. Do you think the text message from that early 20s woman he has been seeing was responsible for this permanent A-list, mostly movie actor's sour expression? Apparently, the Oscar winner slash nominee got her pregnant. Considering where he was seated and the events of last night, the notorious casting coucher, serial cheating, married actor was not a good look for him. Mark Wahlberg? Was he there? Uh. Now, permanent A-list movie actor this person was nominated for a golden globe and this person was sitting near the front so there are lots of shots of this person what decade of life uh is he currently in yeah Uh, i would say 50s 60s oh okay 50s 60s what's his name that one guy with the dark glasses (laughs) Uh, white hair that one guy. Oh, that guy. Oh, oh. No, I'm thinking of somebody very specifically. Okay. But you're I'm thinking being very of Gary, you're thinking Gary, of Gary Oldman. Yeah. Well, are we thinking? Uh, are we thinking Willem Dafoe? Uh, okay. I. Well, it's got to be somebody who's not totally a movie actor because no, this mostly. is totally a movie actor. Well, no, I don't. Think, I mean, totally oh, okay, in the okay, sense okay, of a hundred percent. You said mostly, so oh, I'm sure. saying there's okay. a chance he's been on TV. That this person has been on TV, but it's been decades since this person had a role on TV. Like 30 years since this person has been on TV. Oh my God. Now again, this permanent A-list actor. Now this is just speculation. I'm going with the consensus uh-huh. on the comment section of the blog crazydaysandnights.net. Daniel Day-Lewis? Uh, oh my gosh. I can't. Um, Denzel uh, Washington? Oh! What? Yeah. What? Okay, go back. All right, we're going to go back and fill in the blank. I literally was just reading down a list of male old people. (laughs) Male old people. Did you Google that? Okay. All right, do you think the text messages from that early 20s woman Denzel Washington has been seeing was responsible for his sour expression? Apparently, Denzel got her pregnant. Considering where he was seated and the events of last night, the notorious casting coucher, serial cheating, married actor, Denzel Washington, was not a good look for him. Wow. Oh, whoa. I didn't know he was. A, did we know he was a serial cheater? I don't feel like I, I knew that. I think that there have always been uh, percolations of him being a hard partier. That's for sure. I've always heard rumors about that. Now, he's been married to his wife for a very long time. 
And I've heard that he definitely likes to uh, be festive. Boy, that is, this just goes to show how if you don't dig deeper or pay attention to rumors about somebody, you can make a judgment about them based solely on the fact that they've been married to somebody for a really long time. Because I thought he was a straight arrow family man. Well, I will tell you, I just did a rudimentary Google search of Denzel Washington affair, and there were stories back in 2013 that he was caught up in a cheating scandal that uh, where the woman was trying to shop around some photos of the two. Oh, so. oh my God. Of them, like, I do remember looking at Denzel Washington during the telecast on Sunday night at the Golden Globes, and he looked like he did not want to be there. What, there was something going on, and we were, and I, I vaguely rec- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Call you mentioning that or I, I made note of it because I can see his face in yeah. my mind that there was something that seemed to be kind of joyful going on. And when the camera panned him, he didn't look like he was congruent with everybody else sure. on either side of him. Yeah. Weird. Mm, again. What movie was what movie was he in that won? It, it didn't win anything. Or that was nominated? I don't even know. The movie came and went and it came out in the fall. Okay. And it was him and Colin Farrell. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it was something something Esquire. Okay. I um, mean Roman J. Israel Esquire. That's it. Yeah, that came and went. Yeah. I didn't show up in my feed. I, I've, yeah, never, I've never heard of it. Exactly. Weird. Exactly. Okay. So it was just really weird that he was nominated for that movie anyways. Yes. Because nobody went to see it. All right. So. Well, that has now um, permanently hmm. cemented uh, my opinion of Denzel Washington in a way that so I wasn't prepared for. We've learned that Mandy Moore is a bitch and Denzel Washington is a hoe. Yeah. And I'm going to have a really hard time reconciling all of that. Um, but luckily I have, a, you know. The whole, my whole life ahead of me. Now, when we come back, speaking of things you got to reconcile, Roseanne has done something that probably is going to alienate about 50% of her audience. We're going to find out what that is and which side Bradley is going to find himself on after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. If you missed Second Chance Romance, oh, don't worry. We got you. We have the highlights. After he met up with some of my friends at my house, because he, like, well, I mean, he knows them. So, I mean, I asked my friends, and, like, no one can figure out, like, why he's just kind of, like, blowing me off. You know, it's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be a date. A date? And you can't, you're, you're not even giving, you know, two cents about me. I'm just over here in the corner while you're over there taking oh. shots and slamming them down. I'm like, I don't get, like, what the problem is. I thought you you were out of it most of the time. And as I said, you know, I I, I got over, I got, hey, I got over you bringing people, I got over you bringing people, uh, you know, to the house and everything. But like I said, you didn't, the only, the only time you gave me any attention was when you were trying to get me to take eggnog shots out of your mouth. (laughs) It was (laughs) Everyone is having a good time. Second Chance Romance, Thursdays at 7 and 8.30 on My Talk 107.1. The radio home of pretending you understand Twin Peaks. My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Well, Roseanne has gone and done something that's probably going to alienate about 50% of our audience. Uh, 
having to or do more. or more, and and maybe maybe not Bradley Trainer. We'll find out on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, who yep, 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 yep. was very excited about the reboot of Roseanne and you may be reconsidering this. Well, actually, I said at the time that when we learned of uh, the Roseanne reboot, I was very, uh, I was tentatively excited. I was on the fence about it, though, because the thing I, I, I loved, I honestly think that Roseanne, the first iteration of that television show, is probably the best sitcom of our age. Growing up, for me, that was something revolutionary in uh, television sitcom world, right? Because you didn't have anything so... Um, just like realistic Mm -hmm. and and the family wasn't perfect. They weren't millionaires like the Huxtables. Mm -hmm. They were just average folk and a lot of people could relate. And I think that was one of the things that set them apart. The thing that I hesitated about when I heard about the reboot was that Roseanne Barr, for those who don't know, kind of went off the deep end in terms of her politics and her like mouth, specifically (laughs) on Twitter and her Twitter account sort of just like a wash with just like spewy spew uh whether it was political spew or like her own like religious spew or just like just like 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 she would just drop verbal bombs in the water in the twitter sphere and um she was just kind of a hatey person she ended up blocking me on twitter well i was gonna say i mean she like directed some of her hatiness at you well and she called me the f word yeah and i don't mean f the four letter no f the word. three letter one well, which is, or six letter, depending on how oh, how much you want to go in, which is what she did. Oh, she um, she didn't even abreve. She went all she in. She did not abreve. And um, not that it makes it better. It's just it's awful either way. No. Uh, anyway, so but 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 again, like that all the you know, like so she's just a hot mess on Twitter. Fine. Like I was willing to cut her some slack because, again, I really do believe it's probably going to be somewhat of an ensemble in, in terms of the original cast is there. They're going to have some great writers. I'm really excited to see the show. However... She, in a recent interview with, um, they did a presser for this, the new show, Mm -hmm. she talked about how she is going to be bringing politics into the show. And specifically, she's going to talk about uh, her her character, Roseanne, is going to be a supporter of the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Our current administration. Yeah, so she Mm -hmm. will be a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. Now, people will say, well... Um, is this a political thing? You don't like Roseanne's politics, so that's what gives you pause? No. If she were going to be a, vi- a virulent, uh, I don't know, what's the opposite? Hillary, Obama, right. pick one. Whatever. Right? Like, I don't want my TV sitcom characters to have overt politics. I just don't. I have politics. Mm-hmm. I expect that human beings in this country have their own politics. I hope they do, and I hope they're very vocal about them. I hope that actors are vocal about their politics, just not on their show or in their movie. Because the thing that set set Roseanne apart, the thing that made Roseanne special, was that, yes, we all knew probably what the politics of the Connors was, but we didn't care. And it was at a time in this country when people did have their own politics, but we didn't, like draw lines in the sand about like I'm over here you're over here you're in this bubble I'm in this bubble and now it's just like every area every aspect of our lives has to be you know like I'm team this and I'm team that and while the argument that Roseanne made yesterday was that you know it's just where half the country is so that's just me being real I would say yeah but there's a whole other half of the country and in in fact I don't even know if it's half I don't want to know if it's half I don't want to know if it's a third I just don't want it because now you are literally giving 
at least half of your audience the opportunity to turn out. I would argue you're going to have more than half of your audience tune out because not only will you have the partisan people tune out, right? So Mm -hmm. if you don't like Trump or if you hate Trump, you're probably, that's one reason to keep you from watching. Mm -hmm. Not only that, if you're like me, who's like, I don't care what people believe. um, I just don't want it there. Right, like you, those people are now going to have a reason to tune out. It was like the final frontier that we had for an escape or a respite. And like you said, listen, I'll be perfectly honest. You guys were talking about this a little bit earlier this morning about um, about kind of having an assumption about what their what their personal political belief system was. The characters on the show Roseanne and I had to be like perfectly honest. I don't think I ever even it didn't even cross my mind. To have a thought about that, you know, um, and it and it generally doesn't when it comes to watching sitcoms about imaginary families. Um, I I I have a tendency to just kind of watch the plot and see what's going on, and then walk away from it without infusing any more wonder about what their lives are like outside of the thirty minutes yeah. I just saw. So to that point. When when somebody makes a decision to bring politics into it in a place where it hadn't existed prior, it does make me go, I don't is that really how I want to be spending my free time? Is that really when I'm vegging out in front of the television? Is that how I wanna be I will tell you people entertained? People don't want to be entertained with politics. Now that said, there are uh, there is you know journalists are doing great work. People are buying newspaper subscriptions to the tune that they haven't in a long time. That you know pol- this particular age that we live in, people are very uh, uh, very alert to to politics. But I think that when it comes to you know television, mm-hmm. I honestly don't think people are tuning into a, a television show like Roseanne to to find out what their politics. Now, to, lest you think it's just Roseanne, um, the executive producer for the show, Roseanne, and again we're talking about. Roseanne reboot uh, that's around the corner for ABC. The executive producer, his name is Bruce Helford, said the show is going to tackle varying political views. Quote, we had a lot of discussions about all of our beliefs. We had to find a way for this particular family to get that debate going in a very honest way and a very real way. So whether you were pro-Trump or anti-Trump, it was really about getting that dialogue going in an honest way. He said there's no agenda. So what they're trying to do is say just because Roseanne is a because she's a supporter of the president for what it's worth. Um and I think there were fears that like, okay, so now the show's just gonna be one particular view. And the producer's saying, No, we're gonna talk about all the views. But can I just tell you I don't even want the views. I can get that for yeah. free at my like my family dinner table. Right. When it you know, like uh, Thanksgiving with the family provides me an opportunity to hear all sorts of political views. Some I agree with, some I don't. Like we don't have any shortage of places in in our society currently to hear that stuff. What we don't have a dearth of and what I wish we had more of were places where we could all hang out and laugh together without having to think about the things that divide us separately. And I so I think that like it was brilliant for Roseanne at the time when the when the show first came out to to sort of just be who they were. But now I honestly think people want something different people are not comfortable with the the way things are and so they don't want to see it right back at them when they turn on the television absolutely i mean we want a reflection of certain parts of our lives but not that one right 
Well, um, uh, yes, I just don't think that I think people are getting politics. People are getting that itch scratched in different places. And there are very few places left now that we don't. I mean, even on our show, we don't Mm -hmm. talk about politics Mm -hmm. and we're talking about politics Mm -hmm. because it's intersecting with entertainment. Yeah. And stop it. (laughs) Not you, Holly. (laughs) Not with the music. I mean, stop mixing my entertainment with my politics. Uh. (laughs) We will be talking about Oprah running for president a little bit later in the show. Just be ready for that. But when we come back, we are in phase two of the Time's Up Golden Globe protest. And I'm going to tell you what phase two is. I'm going to tell you how we know we're there after this. My Talk 107.1. Everything. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Entertainment.